The wheels of war are turning and Octavia is leading the charge. Is this the beginning of the end? Will the armies of Moir be enough to defeat the Dragonbloods? And what's going on with the devils anyway? Welcome to Be My Spouse and a Die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. So, you leveled up. I leveled up! Finally. Finally, everyone! Took you long enough. It, it, Goodness. It'd take a really long time. Come on. Yeah. Get your act together. I was trying. I, I was trying to do cool stuff to to up that XP Level collecting. Up faster. I'm trying. I'm requesting. Requesting actually makes you level up I know. slower. That's so. like mentioning what? Half-Life 3? Is that what the... Yeah, that's... That, yeah. a, that a thing used to be a thing at least. Nah, I still hold out hope. Someday. Uh, so you're tw- level 12 now. Yeah, got two levels. Because I am very generous. You are a very generous I DM. basically forgot to level you up at some point in the past, so. I think it's a problem. It works. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. It's okay. So what'd you get? So I am level 12 now, which means that I can wild shape into um, creatures of CR4 beasts, that is, which is exciting, but also unfortunate because there's only one beast that is CR4. So yeah, it's not a ton. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it, I mean, it's cool that I can turn into an elephant, but yeah. Elephants are cool. Elephants are very cool, but I was I was hoping for a couple more. But one of the best things is now I have access to sixth level spells. Mm-hmm. Some of them are super dope. One I'm really excited about and I think could be really interesting in a like, you know, armies lined up against each other type of situation, which we are ostensibly about to face so i'm i'm hoping that i have the opportunity to use it because it's super dope um and then at 12th level i could have taken a ability score modifier increase or a feat and i decided to take a feat um i decided to take warcaster because that gives me advantage on all of my concentration checks Mm -hmm. my cons not very high and so i only have a plus two to that con saving throw um and since like 99 percent of druid spells are concentration and i get you know hit on a lot as a (laughs) lot You get hit on so much. Hit on so much. <laughs> oh yeah. Octavia gets attacked and takes physical damage a lot. Is what I meant. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how sure she would did. react to being hit on. <laughs> oh, She'd be like, ah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um, but that that should just help be able to keep, uh, you know, those concentration spells up so that you know allies don't plummet from the backs of you know owls as often. Hopefully, yeah. or things along those lines. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the big big new thing with Octavia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then with Carhoon. I almost feel like Carhoon 
I mean, I guess getting access to six level spells is huge, but for Carhoon, he's able to attack now three times, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I upped his con as well so that he has a bunch more um, hit points, which is great just to make him a a beefier boy, and it's also, this isn't necessarily related to his leveling up, but I I retyped up and printed out his character sheet, so up until this point, I've been using the same printout character sheet of Carhoon since the very very first time that he was introduced into an episode mm-hmm. you know two years ago and it has so many like as he's leveled up like crossing out numbers and writing other numbers next to it and other notes and it became basically incomprehensible yeah so it was sad because you know, there are so many memories associated with all of those numbers, but it's also really nice to, like, have the math actually be correct and to know what his to hit really for sure is and all of that other stuff. So that's exciting with him. Crisp, clean, new character mm-hmm. sheet. It's like fresh sheets, just like mm, crisp and so little character right now, but it he'll get more. It'll, it'll, it'll get, you know, dinged up. <laughs> so... So those are those are our heroes. Yeah. Pretty pretty big stuff. Yeah. All right. You have just been shown to your rooms in the Citadel in Stagpine after waking up there after a a heck of a time on the Shadowfell. The uh, leaders of Stagpine and effectively the free forces of Moir have given you a rundown of their plan which involves breaking through the front lines surrounding Stag Pine at Arkans Crossing first and foremost. They are going to be marching their armies at dawn, so you have a little bit of afternoon and evening to do what you need to do before you set off in the morning. You have comfortable rooms, you've been instructed where, you know, the smithies and the armorers and the stables and everything... Everything you could possibly need are. Uh, so it's up to you what you wish to do now, if you wish to do anything. All right. So Octavia um, is, you know, still a little bit shaky on her feet. And again, her, her calves are still kind of burning after climbing up all of those stairs to, uh, you know, the conference room where she mm-hmm. met with the governor. Um, but she'll look at Carhoon and be like, we haven't really had the luxury too too much of having some time to actually you know prep before we we go somewhere both going to the shadow plane and to the plane of water it was kind of like you know make the decision right now true uh so do you want to go see if we can i don't know find some stuff to kind of help us in the next next leg of our journeys um i mean i'll follow you i'm feeling pretty okay okay sounds good i mean we'll just see what we can find i don't really feel like you know, napping really quite yet because I want to get back really? into a... You look like you could use a nap. Oh, thanks. I'm just saying, you look... Coffee. You look tired. Well, I want to start getting into a normal sleep schedule, you know, and... I don't blame you. I mean, so, you have been asleep for four days, I guess, but... You would think that these shadows under my eyes would have gone away a little bit, but no. Doesn't seem like a very restful sleep. It definitely wasn't. I guess it was because I didn't really realize I was sleeping that long, so I guess maybe mm. it's really restful maybe or i'm just saying you look tired well i'll definitely want to get a couple hours before we head out just to again be super fresh okay 
So they'll kind of trundle back down the stairs again. Octavia, quote, Octavia, <laughs> wobbly legs. <laughs> Sinclair. <laughs> um, and she will, you know, head over to, you know, I guess it would be, so she's looking for some probably more magically type items, but mm-hmm. they'd be combat related. So I don't know if she should go to the smith. Or... Yeah, go to the smithy. Okay. So she will head there. Okay, you get there. Hi. Hello? Anybody? That is, Hello? That is the flavor text. You get there. Hello? It's a smithy. There's a dude standing over an anvil, hammering on a piece of red metal. Clang. Clang. Is it? Clang. Oh, I forget. Was it? Clang. Our fr- favorite. Clang. Our favorite. Our favorite judge on Forged in Fire. Which one? The one who's a fam- who's a fan favorite. Ben Abbott? Yeah. Is it Ben Abbott? It is not. Oh, that's too bad. It's some nondescript Smith-looking dude, burly beard, mm-hmm. headband, or bandana, excuse me, apron, big set of tongs in one hand, big hammer in the other. Nice. Um, well, I'll, I'll go up and be like, hello, um, do, uh, I'm, I'm kind of here to shop. Do you have anything for sale or has stuff kind of mostly been all, you know, taken for the war? Uh, most of it's taken for the war. But we can get you set up. What do you need? What are you looking for? Um, t- to put it more vaguely, uh, my friend here, and she'll like pat Carhoon on the uh, on the shoulder, um, to use uh, non uh, you know technical terms. Is there any way we could make this chain shirt like fancier or buffier or like plus one or two year? What's his AC currently? 18. 18? 18 is pretty solid. How much how, how much money do you have? Because I know you want several things, and you will probably have to prioritize, because, spoiler, I'm not going to give you everything you want. Yeah. I've already given you a lot of stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, I, I can't say I'm flush, but um, I'm going to try to helpfully save all of our lives, so maybe a goodwill discount? Oh, you're already di- get, getting a discount. By order of the governor. Oh, well, oh, that's really... I hope he's... I mean, look, I'm trying to make a living, but I also understand the stakes here. I mean, I have technically 150 gold. Oh, that's like nothing. I know. This has been a not very cash-heavy adventure. That's true. Uh, tell you what. That's a really nice cloak you got there. Trade you the cloak. Give you a plus one. Okay. I'm also looking for maybe a, uh... A shield or some sort of thing that could protect me while I'm not in humanoid form? I don't know what kind of nonsense you're talking. <laughs> so he wouldn't... <laughs> he does not have an item. Okay. <laughs> that is... Yeah, that is not something that... That this guy would have. That most people would have. Okay. Is there a magic shop that I could check in with too? Or is it literally only this guy? For the sake of right now, it's this guy. Um, Octavia will pull out of her pocket one of the fire gems that she found in Jasulka's, um, you know, lair. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, this gem contains basically dragon fire. Mm-hmm. And it will keep your forge lit and hot for, you know, longer than any charcoal or wood or any other type of tinder could do. What about propane? 
Um, I, I'm I'm unfamiliar with that fuel source, um, but probably even longer than propane. Mm. What? What? Are you, are you still trying to get the armor? Yeah. For one of these. Yeah. These are. There are literally only six of these in the entire world. So you have six of them. Oops. <laughs> Give me two. Call it even. One. One and a half. <laughs> One. <laughs> can I try to like persuade him? You can try. Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't mm-hmm. want to use it, you could sell it. And I'm sure get... What's the market value for one of these? I mean, if you, if, you know, things ever return to normal and, you know, someone in Elystria hears about this, again, it's, it's something of incalculable value because it's never, nothing like it's ever been seen before. It's just not Uh, physical gold coins. You really need six of them? Yes. You sure? Um, Couldn't spare two for this poor blacksmith who's got a wife and four kids to feed. Well, um... Five kids. I'm about to go, uh... My seven children are waiting (laughs) for me at home. Uh, I'm about to go fight, like, multiple armies, and it would be very helpful, um, so that your, your wife and your 15 children, uh, you know... Stay your wife and 15 children? Hmm. Fine. Super good doing business with you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Wish I could say the same. Cheapskate. He starts hammering on the chain <laughs> shirt. <laughs> hey now. Awesome. What else? I will hand that over. Um, I mean... Make sure you mark off your fire gem. And I'll put a plus one on Carhoon. Um... Would he be able to put a plus one on my Ever Ice breastplate? If he got something to trade for. I actually think I'm good, because usually if I'm in my humanoid form, I'm a bit more in the back. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather kind of keep whatever bargaining (laughs) types of things I have for Mm -hmm. to hopefully maybe try to find something that can boost my AC while wild-shaped. So I think if that's kind of the only things from that wish list that this type of guy would have yeah so i think we're good okay you leave i leave what do you do now um and so that's there are no magic shops or not really not really okay it's kind of a luxury right now yeah that makes sense i mean if you want your spell scrolls you can get them but there's not like a shop for it oh okay mm. and you all have to pay yeah, I think I think I'm okay because the spell scroll that I would love to have is bark skin, so mm-hmm. that I don't have to prep it because I can only prep so many spells. Mm-hmm. But bark skin requires concentration, mm-hmm. which so many of my other spells require. True. So, I guess could I get one? Uh, yeah, it'll be like fifty. Fifty GP gold? for okay. the material cost and transcription services. That is, if you if you know how to read. I, I think it's been established that she does know how to read. I know she's not the smartest, but she she is at least literate. Uh, never gets old. <laughs> that and the go through door and I'm it immediately kills you. I'm going to put uh, the, one of those doors in here at some point. 
You're going to be like, ah, that's a funny joke. And I'm going to be like, no, you legitimately die immediately. I've warned you about this the whole campaign. <laughs> and you, you still refuse to check the doors before you before you enter. Anyway. I check a lot of doors. You do. Uh, what do you do now? Well, I think... Um, we'll probably go back to, um, you know, those nice quarters that the governor set up and, you know, as the evening goes on, we'll have some, you know, sustaining but light dinner so that we have energy, but nothing is like sitting like a a brick in our tummies. Like a lump. Not going to have very, very cheesy lasagna. Carhoon eats 17 tacos. <laughs> oh. With extra cheese. Oh, lots of sour cream. Lots of sour cream oh. and hot sauce. <laughs> that sounds awful. And like a tub of salsa. And like bunches of brownies for dessert and ice cream. Yeah. Oh. Loads up. Oh. Well, I guess his his disposition and constitution is very different from mine. Octavio probably has like a bunch of bananas and like lean chicken Eats and two pounds of pasta. <laughs> Got a carbo load. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> Some fries on the side. Yeah. <laughs> fries on the side of his mashed potatoes with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I mean, that does sound pretty good, but yeah. we're not about to go like... Hey, I might die early. tomorrow. I'm going to live it up. That, that, Woo! that is a good point. So, um, do we have eight hours before we would head out at this point? Yeah. Okay. About. Octavia is going to cast Hero's Feast. Okay. And um, give the benefits to Carhoon, which are, mm-hmm. this is one of her new sixth level spells. Classic. She will give Carhoon an increase to his hit point maximum for 24 hours. I think you get to take part in Do this Do I get feast. to take part in this yeah. too? It's a feast. Everybody Oh, that's true. It. Up to 12 creatures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it lasts for 24 hours. Okay. So I'm going to roll 2d10 and we're both going to get those hit points. <laughs> And then, um... Your hero's feast is just a bunch of tacos. A taco bar. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's a, I would prefer a donut bar. It's just a bunch of donuts. That sounds really great. Magical donuts. Magical donuts that give you amazing energy, and you get to have the taste of donuts, but none of the bad stuff. Oh. Only the good stuff. Right. Um, is and there I any get, good stuff in donuts? Yeah, donuts. Yeah, <laughs> the, the feeling the taste, you get right. after eating a donut, after being able to eat as many donuts as you want without having the negative, like, oh, I feel like I just ate five donuts feeling. <laughs> like, isn't I that amazing? Donuts. That'd be cool. I love donuts. You don't have to sell me on donuts. <laughs> so she'll also, um, she'll share this with, you know, 10 other, like the governor or whoever else would be, um, you know, rolling out with them just to kind of give give them a little boost as well. Okay. She wouldn't want it to go to waste. Sounds good. So y'all, chow down. Have a good night. Re- get some temporary hit points. We each get 13 hit points. Nice. Anything else before you bed down? Yes. More. I would like to scry Craig. You can try. Read me scry. All right. Do you have a silver mirror? Hmm. Worth however much. Uh, roll me a, a percentile dice. Or it could be a crystal ball or a font filled with holy water. So I could probably go to the temple if I wanted. 
Yeah, we'll say you can find something. Okay. I mean, I can can still roll if you'd rather. Yeah, it's fine. All right, scry. I can see and hear a particular creature I choose. Same plane of existence. Target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well I know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. Mm -hmm. If the target knows you're casting this spell, it can fail the saving throw voluntarily. All right. So... What are the options for knowing? Knowing is secondhand, firsthand, or familiar. I would say familiar. I know the target well. Or firsthand, I have met the target. I mean, I'm leaning toward firsthand because you really only spent a day. Yeah. You didn't talk a ton. Right. So I'll I'll give you firsthand. So that's a plus zero. Plus zero. Okay. And then connection is if I have a likeness or picture, possession or garment, or a body part, lock of hair, bit of nail, or the like. On a successful save, the target isn't affected, and you can't use the spell again for 24 hours. On a failed save, the spell you know, creates basically an invisible sensor. Mm-hmm. So do you have any physical... I mean, thing? I don't think so. All right. So gets a plus zero on top of wisdom. It's a wisdom saving throw. Target, yeah. So... Crag, make a wisdom saving throw. What am I trying to beat? I assume my spell save DC, which is an 18. (sighs) How wise is Crag? I mean, he's not not wise, but he's also not wise. Come on, baby. All right, you see, you're looking into this font of holy water in the temple of Absalom, I'm assuming. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're looking into this font of holy water in this temple. Uh, You wave your hands across, cast the incantation, and you stare in, and the water ripples and is cloudy for a moment, and then the clouds seem to swirl away, and you are presented with a picture. You see the familiar form of who you know to be. Crag, armored, helmeted, very much alive. From the vantage point, like over his right shoulder, you can see that he is sitting atop what you would guess to be a wyvern. You can see its long neck spreading out underneath him as he's kind of straddling right above where the wings meet. Um, they're caught, you, you can tell it's kind of flapping, lightly hovering in place, and he doesn't seem to be doing much. He's holding the shield in one hand, and his hand is on uh, the hilt of the sword, which is sheathed on his hip. Below, you can see uh, it looks like he is in an enormous cavernous space, and far below, you can make out ranks of infantry forming up, moving around. Uh, arranging themselves in in ranks and rows, preparing for battle. Banners raised high. How long can you see for? I can see and hear for ten minutes. Okay. Um, Do you watch for ten minutes? As long as I can still get eight hours to regain these spell slots, yes. Okay. Uh, The ten minutes are relatively uneventful, but you do see he kind of hovers in one spot for a while, and then the wyvern swoops across and from what you can see it does look like he is in some sort of enormous cave okay at least you can't see any natural light and it you know the walls are rocky and it just looks like he's a sort of surveying this army that has gathered beneath him uh he doesn't appear to be saying anything 
Do I hear any, like, orders being shouted below him or anything, or... You can hear, like, echoing voices, but there's so many overlapping, and in a lot of languages, plenty of which you probably don't speak, uh, it's, it's hard to tell, but you just get the sense that this is, you know, some army preparing for... for war. Okay. Can I get any idea of the number of the army? A lot. Okay, like... Just so that I can tell the governor, you know, like a... From the the vantage point of your little sensor, it's it's really hard to get an exact number because it keeps kind of moving around. But I can see as though I were there, as though I were sitting on the wyvern behind him. Oh. Well, it's a lot. Don't make me okay. come up with exact numbers. Okay, I, I make I'm him... bad at numbers. I'm I make like, him is a mental... hundred a lot of people? Is a thousand? Is ten thousand? Is that too many? I don't know. It's a lot. Though. Okay, well, I'll, I'll make a mental note of the a lot. And will remind myself to to tell the governor just, you know, how many. So I could probably come to the assumption that this is, you know, he's collecting all his forces in Grundikov to then send out to the west side of the continent, right? That's the intel that we've gotten. Sorry, say that again. Because like he's he's amassing all of his forces, like mm-hmm. taking them out of Illustria, basically, yes. to create one big army to then... Am- March on Stagpine, basically. Yes. So I can probably operate under the assumption that this is that collection site, basically, where he's drawing all his forces together. Potentially. Okay. Or or one of them. Potentially. Okay. Uh, so you watch this go on. Uh, he's not really saying anything, but is over overseeing uh, these sort of maneuvers. Maneuvers. As you've been watching for about nine minutes and 55 seconds... As if you're sitting on the back of this wyvern right behind him, his head slowly turns around, and you can see the glowing red eyes beneath his helmet, and he looks right at where you would be. And then the clouds reform over the sensor. Okay. And you are snapped back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. gravity. Okay. Well, I will, I will, you know, go up to the, the priestess who, you know, probably was like, you know, here, you can use this basin. And I'll be like, thank you so much. This was, this was really helpful. Um, and we'll hopefully bring needed information as, as we go forward. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I love all the old priestesses. They're all great. Say, hey, okay. We're a whippersnapper. <laughs> um, and then Octavia will head back to the apartment okay carhoon's in his room we'll say you've got like two rooms and they have an adjoining door oh nice like a like a little suite mm-hmm. there it's getting all polished up sharpening his axe flipping through some books all right and so i i feel like in the in the chain of of events like Octavian Carhoon like went to the to the armorer, and I feel like he maybe popped b- back to the to the apartments um, after getting his plus one, mm-hmm. and then Octavia, you know, from there went to the temple and then met him back and created this feast. Um, and then, as uh, you know, they both partook, and she'll take some of the the other you know donut bar mm-hmm. <laughs> offerings over to the governor, and also will be like, uh, just so you know. She'll like knock on the door mm-hmm. and we'll be like, uh, this is, 
this might, you know, make you feel a little bit stronger for the next uh, 24 hours, uh, you know, and, and, and make you uh, a bit harder to kill. So uh, here's some here's feast in the form of donuts. Cool. And then I also want to let you know, um, I scried on Crag and I think I saw at least one of the holding places where he's amassing his army and I was able to get an approximation of numbers and it's a lot. Mm, a lot, you say. That very, very technical, specific amount. Yes. You're you're giving him actual numbers yeah. where I just cannot uh, <laughs> come up with them. Uh, so you, you give him a rundown of what you saw and he says that's... Bad news, but thanks for letting us know. This will be useful as we press forward. Absolutely. Get some rest. You as well. We'll see you in the morning. Bright and early. Absolutely. And she will head back to to their fancy suite. Okay. You head back to the fancy suite. And she is going to sit for a moment, eat her donuts... And she will cast divination. Okay. <laughs> you always talk about how I never prep or do Buffy things. So I do. I never say <laughs> that. I am taking advantage I of. I criticize <laughs> other aspects, but not that. I, uh, I hate some of these spells. Like, man, did you, people who wrote this spell, did you ever play with it? <laughs> My goodness gracious. Okay. All right, I can ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. Yep. You have to offer a truthful reply, but it can be a phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. This should be like a seventh or eighth level spell. It's fourth level, right? Oh, yeah, and it's a ritual, so it doesn't even take a spell slot. Just like ask the, the DM literally anything. Well, it and does they have, have to occur to... within seven days. That narrows it down. <laughs> On on the time scale that most D and D adventures take place, seven days is a long. Seven days time. is a long freaking time. Ask the DM literally anything you want, and they have to give you a truthful answer. Sorry, I'm just complain about this game design. Anyway, what do you ask? I wonder if each of my conjured animals could cast ritual, could cast divination. Wouldn't they that can. be so fun? They definitely can. Your two favorite know spells merged into one. Ugh. And I guess she will say, she will ask, can Crag be brought out from under the control of the devils? You see a pelican with a fish in its mouth. And that fish has a worm in its mouth. And they're both hit by a boat. Now, um... <laughs> I was like, is that really it? I mean, I guess they could. <laughs> or all three of them, rather. <laughs> And that worm oh, has your face. And that worm is your mother. <laughs> oh, um, it's genuinely creepy, right? It's really easy to come up with omens. And you can just be like, "It's open to interpretation." But uh, I can't. Mm-hmm. You hear back after a few moments. You didn't even do this at like the fifty-minute mark, so I could just be like, "Yeah, you'll find out next next episode." You had to do this like in the middle of one. Sorry, I wanted so to I can't prep. cut and have to think of things. Sorry, I wanted to prep for the battle. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I as the DM know the answer to this question. Right. It's not like I have to think about this question. 
it's I have to think of how much information I want to give you and what information I want to give you. So that's just listeners. I'm, I know I sometimes lack preparation. This is not one of those times. <laughs> I know exactly the, the answer to this question. But I don't just want to give you the answer. No, that makes sense. Cheap. Um, this reminds me. Let me stall. This reminds me. I was playing when I was playing my first campaign in fourth edition back in college. I was DMing. It was a pre-published adventure. Uh, the Scepter Tower of Spellguard. And I may have talked about this before. I was DMing for like four of my friends. None of us were very experienced. This was like our first time ever playing. And the whole like thing of this adventure was that there was some spirit trapped at the top of this tower, uh, the the scepter tower of Spellguard. Of course, it was infested with a ton of like nasty monsters that you had to like clear out level by level to get to the top. And you get to the top and, and this spirit will like truthfully answer one question for you. And it's, you know, you can ask for uh, wealth or power or, you know, something related to your backstory to fuel further adventures. And I told everyone like, not to spoil anything, but you're probably going to meet the spirit at some point in this adventure. <laughs> so if you could let me know ahead of time what you are going to ask for so I don't just have to BS something on the spot because I'm not good at that. <laughs> this was the first time ever DMing. And they were all like, no, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. <sighs> but it wasn't even that they forgot to tell me. They told me they were not going to tell me. So I was like, okay, fine. Well, you get what you get. And so they eventually got to the end. They, they got up this tower, meet the spirit. And she's like, I will answer one question. And it all hit me with these random things that I have no preparation for. I'm like, I didn't even know that was part of your backstory. So I made up some crap that was probably really stupid and bad. And they were like, that's it. And I was like, yeah, because you didn't tell me ahead of time. I had to do this. <sighs> so... Preparation is helpful. Anyway, that's my stalling. You see a patch of dirt on the ground. It's kind of dusty. Your vision fades in closer, and you see a little ant scrabbling around on the dust, picking up a crumb, walking it back towards the anthill. This little ant's moving along. Then a shadow falls over the ant, and a boot comes down on top of it. Your vision moves down very close to the ground, and you can see this ant is struggling underneath this boot. It's just a little ant. He's trying. Squirming. It didn't get, like, swashed. It's not dead, but it's, it's scrabbling around in the dust underneath this boot heel. You see another ant approach. Comes up to this boot heel. Puts its front little legs, keeping the other four firmly planted on the ground. Starts, like, pushing on the boot heel, trying to save its ant friend. You watch for a few moments as more and more ants begin to join. But the boot stays firmly, firmly in place. After a while of struggling, it looks like almost the entire colony may be forming mounds. You know how ants, like build themselves up and mm -hmm. turn into super ants and stuff like that like the zombies in world war z and like i was thinking more like voltron but yeah the zombies in world war z works too these ants struggling 
to save this ant under the boot. You see another shadow fall over this colony of ants. And the boot is lifted. And your vision goes away. You snap out of your reverie. What do you do? Octavia will... I like using insect analogies, I guess. Oh yeah, the other one was with bees. One was a bee. Well, I mean, they have a lot of really great, you know, modes of like typical activity, which is kind of easy to put in a grander scheme of things that you know you can put, you know, meaning behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Octavia will walk over to Carhoon, you know, kind of knock on his on the connecting door. Carhoon opens it. He's got striped blue pajamas and a nightcap on. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and Octavia will be so like... These were free. They were just lying on the bed. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a robe in the bathroom, too. Oh, that sounds Oh, that sounds really comfy. Yeah, I oh. should be a traveling dignitary. They got their life made. <laughs> well, I mean, after this, you'll have... You'll know every... You'll know the basically the royalty of every single, you know, kingdom. So, yeah, that's, I that's mean, true. If I'm not could, dead... Well, yeah, I mean, most of future planning, you know, operates under the assumption of us, uh, you know, surviving. Um, So I, uh, I kind of, I I tried to contact, um, you know, Carassus or Al Absalon. Mm, You should stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Craig's been talking to you too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I asked them if... If, you know, Craig could be, you know, kind of released from, from the powers of the devil. Like, if, it, if, if he could, like, you know, uh, kind of return to the Craig kind of that we met, who seemed almost chill in an angry way, as opposed to angry in a destructive way. Um, and I'm not sure if he can. And... I think it will take something bigger than you or me or anybody, even if all of Moir tried, I think it might take something even bigger than that. Hmm. But I don't think it's impossible. Okay. Uh... So that's at least encouraging, because if we can get him out from, you know the devil's control that may help things I don't want to be heartless here if we can you know remove that control from him that would be great but given the uh, current constraint I do not know if uh, we will have that luxury so when the time comes I won't hesitate to kill him if that's what needs to happen and I hope you won't either no, I don't blame you, and I won't either. It's sad, but... Yeah. Well, I hope you can get some rest before we head out. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna sleep like a baby. I had, like, 20 tacos. <laughs> and a bunch of donuts, which somehow I'm not having a sugar rush. But... <laughs> Food coma. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, well, see you bright and early. Get some rest. Don't talk to any more gods. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to unless they they you reach out to not. me. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> I cast divination again. There's a 25% chance every time you do that, 
if it's in the same day that you'll get false information (laughs) and you wouldn't know (laughs) uh so karen shuts the door and i'll uh, after a few minutes you just hear (laughs) coming from the other room he's somehow snoring in his not need to sleep his meditation I've, I've described on this before that elves don't necessarily need to sleep. They can get their energy back, but uh, sometimes it's just nice to take a nap. Mm-hmm. That's true. You uh, know? And so Octavia will... Elves don't have facial hair either. Well, Karun has a goatee, so suck it. <laughs> um, <In> my world. <laughs> Octavia will, after kind of, you know, uh, getting Karun buffed up, after kind of prepping, she as much as she feels like they can, uh, she will um, turn in and get some rest. Okay, you get some rest. You sleep. You have some uh, horrible nightmares. Just horrible, horrible, indescribable nightmares. So your rest may not be, you know, just for fun, roll a constitution saving throw. I was like, wait, I really have these nightmares? Or are you just saying that? No, there was something that happened in the Shadowfell, and I was like, yeah, you're probably going to have some horrible nightmares after that. Uh, con saving? Yeah. 15. Okay, you're fine. You you managed to get enough sleep, but you wake up with a cold sweat, and you're like, <gasps> mm-hmm. uh, after facing the undescribable horrors that you did. So, mm-hmm. you wake up just before the sun sets. You can hear a bustle of activity. You can hear Carhoon moving around in the other room. What do you do? I'll get suited up, you know, put my put my armor back on, get my boots back on. Um, I'll, you know, not put the cloak of elven kind on, and I'll remember to give it to Carhoon. <laughs> um, yeah, and just just get all ready. All right, you're ready. Uh, pop out. There's pages who come like knocking on the door summoning you once once you're ready making sure you're awake making sure you're getting getting moving uh you meet carhoon out in the hall who's all polished and dressed and armored up ready to roll the two of you are led down to the stables where your horses are waiting uh what's your horse look like i was gonna ask did we talk about what their names were what they look like okay it doesn't matter so you can choose my horse is one of those um it has to look like a regular horse though it, well, it's one of those white ones that has like the splotchy brown spots mm-hmm. on it. Is that a... I don't know. I, Calico? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know horses. I don't, I don't cats. Is it a pinto or a... That's a bean. I know it's a bean, but I think it's also a kind of Is horse. it a chili horse? <laughs> well, that's what uh, Carhoon's look, looks like. Is it a garbanzo? It's hit, uh, uh, Carhoon's is the color of like a kidney bean, and he looks at it and he's like, has kind of these like, oh, reaction of tacos, and is like, mm. oh, and his tummy is maybe a bit rumbly as he's... He vomits all over the hay. As he sees his taco horse. But no, my horse... Uh, she is, you know, white and splotchy, um, and, and her mane and tail is kind of variegated as the splotches kind of, you know, go over those portions of her of her neck and tail where uh, the hair would be growing out of. Um, and her name is Daisy. Daisy. And Carhoon's horse's funny, name is because there's a movie dri- driving Miss Daisy, but Miss Davy Miss Daisy is driving you. <laughs> That is very true. <laughs> Never seen it. 
I don't think I don't think I have either. Um, and then Cargoon's horse's name is Maud. Maud. Yes. And Maud is Maud. very dour, and Daisy is Good. very chipper, just like Cargoon. Yes. Uh, they're both saddled up. You both, uh, you know, mount up, get all settled, get introduced, and uh, ride out of the stables to meet with the army that is going to be marching out. The sun is starting to peek its head over the horizon. You ride out of the stables and uh, go to where you have been directed and arranged in, like, the main thoroughfare through the city that leads out to the easterly gate is uh, what you would assume to be the assembled armies in front of you. Uh, It's certainly impressive. The majority of the people in this army are humans. Uh, Many of them in the front ranks have uh, matching armor emblazoned with a golden pine tree on the breastplates. There's ranks of uh, archers behind them. Bows ready. Quivers full. You can see various platoons of what look like various spell casters wearing robes and pointy hats carrying wands and staves and things like that. Um, Assorted in with the lotter are a healthy number of dwarves. There's several uh, gnomes and and other groups that don't have uh, enough to really be like their own thing it's it's primarily human yeah they're primarily humans but there are a number of you know all all groups are effectively represented here uh in the back you see dressed in different styles of robes look like the illustrians oh cool uh, not a ton of them but they you you know they are formidable so any any amount of them are useful and in bringing up the very rear you find uh, an assortment of siege engines, some uh, trebuchets, battering rams, a couple of ballista, and uh, the contingents of clerics, which will be traveling along with you. It is a good number, uh, but you know that it will be a tough fight regardless. Even with this number, you are still outnumbered. So... Uh, We'll see what happens. Mm, mm-hmm. You ride up to the front, Carhoon behind you, and you meet in the front where, where you see the leadership is. Uh, you've got Governor Hakon out there in nice gleaming armor. Grisham is uh, sitting on a fine-looking steed astride him. And uh, out there is a good number of uh, what you recognize to be paladins, uh, primarily devoted to Alphanor. Shining, glittering armor, bright white horses, big old swords with holy symbols strapped on their shields and around their necks, looking ready to fight. You ride up with them and Grisham and Hakon nod in a a greeting to you and good morning. Mm -hmm. They kind of sidle their horses up next to you and the governor says to you, well, this is it. We're all ready. We're going to be moving out. We're going to march most of the day. We should end a little bit outside of Arkans Crossing, where we'll bed down. We'll arise before dawn and attack as the sun rises. Very Good well. luck to you. You'll be up front with us and the shields. 
gestures to the ranks of、mm-hmm. paladinic riders mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. you will be the tip of the spear, with the、uh, the rest of the infra- infantry following behind us. Very well. Do we have any? Do we have any insight as to whether they're expecting us or? As far as we know, they're not、okay. yet. That is the only upper hand we hold in this first fight: is that they don't know we are coming yet, and we need to keep it that way. All <sighs> right. Well, I'm not much for speeches, so I'll save what I have for the night before the battle.、Mm-hmm. But let's get those gates open.、Uh, The governor and Grisham ride up to the front, and you know, shout some orders at the the groups, and those kind of echo throughout the lines,、mm-hmm. making sure everyone is aware of what's happening. You see、uh, the townspeople who are left behind,、uh, either the too young or the too old, or those not、uh, able to to fight or cast or heal, are like leaning out of their windows,、uh, watching the army as the gates to the east swing open. And the governor starts riding out. Grisham motions for you to follow, and the paladins sort of fall into rank alongside. All right. You can hear the clanking of arms and armor as the armies behind you follow suit. Ah,、uh, roll me a perception check. Alrighty. Seventeen. As you're like riding up to to meet this group. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot a particular soldier,、uh, kind of midway through the ranks, who looks exactly like your brother, because it is. Can I have saved a donut for him and、sure. toss him a donut? Sure. You throw a stale donut at his face. Says, "Hey." <laughs> Can I shout to him? Is that?、Um, so right now,、uh, everything's kind of moving, but you you feel like you you can probably. Uh, talk to him as you make camp for the night before、okay. the battle. Okay. And the army begins moving out. It's not far to get to where you're going. Arkans Crossing is only about a day's、uh, journey away from Stag Pine, but you're going to stop a little bit short and attack in the morning.、Um, everyone should be should be rested and and ready to go. It's a kind of dour march out.、Uh, there's not a ton of joviality as could be expected,、um, and it's relatively uneventful. But as the evening comes, you can see the woods to the north and the swamps to the south, sort of coming in on either side, forcing you into a relatively narrow stretch of land. As the sun begins to fall,、uh, Hakon stops and lifts his hand, and everyone sort of again the orders echo throughout, and、uh, everyone stops and follows suit. And he turns around and, and commands everyone to, you know, this is where they're stopping for the night. It's, you know, still kind of out on the plains, but relatively secluded, and、uh, so people begin to, you know, dismount their steeds.、Uh, Set up some tents, start some fires, get some food going. As the army beds down, the night before the big battle. Oh man! What do you do? I once I、um, you know find wherever my spot is supposed to be. I'll, I'll get off Daisy and make sure she's all、um, you know rubbed down and everything,、mm-hmm. and has has some food.、Um, And I'll shout over to Carhoon. I- I'm gonna go find Antony.、Mm. 
um, and I will go to the, you know, wherever the the inf- infantry is that mm-hmm. the folks on foot yeah um, are, and I'll head over there. Okay, you head over there. You're able to find him after some time. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people, and it, you know, you can ask around, and eventually, you you find a a group of grizzled soldiers sitting around roasting a, a rat over the fire. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I know, I knew that one. <laughs> um, and Octavia will go over to Antony and be like, I'm glad to glad to know that I'm riding out with you. Ah, I wasn't sure if you were seeing me or not. Well, who do you thought, who do you think threw a chuck to stale donut at your head? Oh, that's true. I mean, everything was happening pretty, pretty quickly. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. You're really good. Good, good. It's not, it's not a whole lot, but anything that I can do. I don't, I don't have a whole ton to say, but... I don't either. I'm glad you're out here with us. And I'm glad you're here with me. See you at the end of this, right? See you at the end of this. Share a, share a mug of something before, you know, we turn in. Yeah, you're welcome to pull up a log. And she will. She'll, I mean, she hasn't been able to sit and have Mm -hmm. a drink with her brother in like ever <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you you pull up a stump and they give you some of what they're it's not strong stuff mm-hmm. because they have to you know fight in the morning right there um, but lights <laughs> yingling lights but light, but light seltzers yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> white claws white claws yeah <laughs> oh man so is like can i get one of those <laughs> Um, so you pull up a log, they, they pour you some stuff and, uh, they spend the next couple hours just swapping literal war stories. Mm -hmm. Um, and you hear some of the exploits that, uh, your brother and his companions have been up to, uh, you know, some harrowing stuff. A lot of it was more defensive, you know, they weren't out hunting down roving bands of, of dragon bloods, but, uh, Mm -hmm. some close calls, some crazy scrapes, some weird happenstances. Um, yeah, you spend the... A part of the evening with some some nice bonding. Yeah, I think Octavia is really quiet because it's it's kind of nice to not be the center of attention mm-hmm. for once and not have to be like making a plan or explaining herself or like being mm-hmm. in charge or having you know. I feel like for this for this moment, she's kind of able to take that weight of the world off of her shoulders for a bit and see that it's. You know, it's not just her mm. and, and kind of feel, I don't know, kind of normal again. Yeah. All, thi- yeah. all things considered. All things considered. Um, yeah, after about an hour and a half of uh, hanging around the campfire with some buddies, you, out of the corner of your eye, off to the north, you see a little bit of uh, brush moving in the undergrowth. Roll a perception check. Okay. Only 15. But my passive is 20. You, nobody else seems to notice. You you look over, you're kind of on the edge of the camp. And, you know, the forest is maybe 100 or so feet away from the from the edge of, of this campsite. You see a little bit of a bush kind of like shaking around. And you lock eyes with what appears to be a small humanoid figure you stare at it for just a split second and then it turns around and starts running (gasps) off into the woods oh shoot it's a scout what do you do um 
I smack uh, Antony, and I'm like, there's there, there's a scout that just saw us and is getting away, and I am going to leap up, uh, and I'm going to turn into a lion, because lions are real, I think they're they're one of the fastest mm-hmm. things over land that I could turn into. You could also say a cheetah and use the lion stats if you want. Okay, yeah, like a, yeah, just one of the fastest, one of the fastest cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you leap up, say this, and just like anamorph it and start rushing into the forest. Anthony's like, "Go get it! I'll, I'll let people know." And starts running off through the camp. Everyone else around the campfire is like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> Uh, they've never seen this before and they might not have known who i was because i mean i would have probably been like yo i'm antony's sister i wouldn't have been like oh i'm the great battle of the dragon i mean they they knew something was up because you've got some pretty sweet gear that's true uh but they they did not necessarily know that so you turn into a lion and start running off into the woods antony breaks and starts rushing through camp you break through the tree line into the underbrush and you can see ahead of you a the the small creepy body of a goblin just tearing through the brush in front of you you pursue it for a few steps and it breaks into you know uh, a couple dozen feet behind the tree line you see uh there is a group of individuals and you see what look like large uh shaggy horrible looking dogs that this goblin hops on top of oh my gosh grabs the reins and goes yeah and they all start running off further and we're gonna pick up the (gasps) next episode (gasps) are there goblins on each of the dogs or is it just this one goblin with its pack many goblins on several dogs okay okay ah okay 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 well Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Thank you all so much for your support and your uh, kind words that you sent to us on social media. Um, It really, it just really means so much when we hear uh, how you're enjoying episodes or or things along those lines. And it just really makes us feel like, you know, we're impacting lives with our story and game. Uh, if If you want to reach out to us on social media, we are active on both Twitter and Instagram. And our handle is at and a die podcast catch y'all next week